You are now listening to the Here for the Truth podcast, hosted by Joel Rafidi and Erasmus Stylianessis. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 43 of Here for the Truth podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Joel Rafidi, with my friend in Topanga, California, Erasmus Stylianessis. Before we get into it, for all your divination needs, check out joelrafidi.com. If you're after specific human design readings or you're in the LA area and require some body work from an incredible trauma-informed practitioner, check out your Asmos. Now, today we have a good friend of mine, um, someone who's doing incredible things out there in the climate and in the heats of, of what's going on. It's quite incredible, actually. Today we have Ben Mitchell, an Australian singer-songwriter and freedom activist. Beyond writing and recording protest songs and freedom rally cries in early 2020, just as the pandemic was kicking into tyrannical swing, Mitchell established the Friends of Truth channel for sharing censored and non-mainstream news. This culminated in him being invited to speak and perform at the first ever Millions March Against Mandatory Vaccination Rally held on the Gold Coast in early 2021. Shout out to the Millions March team. Ironically, Friends of Truth has since been itself censored, deplatformed from the major social media channels, including Facebook, Instagram, Linktree, and Patreon, although it is still active on Telegram. In June 2021, Ben released his latest album, Are You Gonna Be Free?, a collection of uplifting and inspiring songs written in response to the unprecedented tyranny and oppression sweeping the globe. In October 2021, and without notification or explanation, Bandcamp, a popular website for independent musicians to sell their music also deplatformed Mitchell. Wow, bro, you're notorious at this point, man. Following the release of Free the Nation, a folk song celebrating the countless freedom keepers across the planet standing up for basic human rights. In the same month, Ben founded Free the Nation Music, a movement bringing together musicians and music fans who stand for freedom, who stand against discrimination based on medical history, and who refuse to perform or attend segregated shows. That's a, that's a platform I'm incredibly honored to be part of as a musician myself. Ben, thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you for being here for the truth, man. What's going on? Well, it's a pleasure to be here, Erasmus, Joel. Thank you so much for all you're doing, guys. And, uh, you know, it's, I think it's an interesting thing, isn't it, that we're, we're being empowered, really, by what's happening. Um, you know, you, we try to monetize some of what we do, of course. You've got your Patreon and, and, and all that. But we're doing it despite that. It's not a business decision, that's for sure. We are empowered to uh, act as, as men, as souls, as spirits. And uh, in many ways, um, it is the great awakening both individually and collectively so uh, in in some ways I'm very grateful for what's happening because it's bringing out uh, the best and other aspects uh, in all of us oh I 100% echo everything that you just said and I mean this is kind of echoed across the board with many people that we we have these discussions with particularly those that find themselves on an authentic path the last (laughs) two years have in a sense been the best of their life right it's forced us to make decisions that are really truly in alignment with our core morals our, our core values and really pushing what, what's real t- to the forefront at the same at the same time while all the illusion and the falsity and the lies of the world are becoming so obvious and more and more obvious by the day um it's it's a crazy time to be alive and uh personally i didn't think that i'd be here to experience such a time um 
but you know we, we're here now man I was saying in another interview recently that I never thought I'd get the opportunity to be a music activist uh, by default in a way, just by following my heart and speaking my truth. And uh, and that's what's happened with the, with the founding of the Free the Nation music. And I did a post saying, I'm one person who, one musician who is not going to play discriminated, segregated shows. And I stand against the, uh, the notion that everyone has to be jabbed with an experimental um, injection in order for our freedoms to be granted back to us. They are our freedoms and the tyrannical governments that stand in the way of those are all that need to get out of the way for us to go back to normal. So, um, you know, I put my name out there and thought, well, maybe I'll be the only one and maybe I'll likely never work in the music establishment again. But and that was a powerful moment because I remember the feeling of that. And it was really crossing, cross, crossing a threshold um, and and you can't go back. And wherever you go forward, you'll, there'll be surprises. And and I was wonderfully surprised when my friend Lucius uh, Boric was the first to put his hand up and say, you know where I stand, Ben. And so I put his name on it and then more like you, Joel. And you know what? I've got to say this straight off the bat. Man, your your music is fantastic. It's so, uh, it, it's obviously someone, you are someone who's incorporated your, your values um, deeply into your art and uh, you hear that and it's so inspirational and there's so many like you at free the nation music and it suddenly uh, i went from thinking who am i ever going to make music with um there's no one out there to i've got this amazing band we all share values we're not the same of course we're all different people but we share these core values of freedom and choice and things like that which seem basic to us and and there's all these other musicians who are just the same uh, again we are all different, but they share those core values of freedom and respect. And these seem so basic to me that I'm astonished pretty much daily by anyone who can proudly say, I will tell you what to do with your body before I'll make music for you, which is what they say when they say, I'm playing this uh, segregated show. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, Ben, what, what, uh, like what led you to being the person to put your hand up and being like, this is what I stand for. This is what I'm going to do. And this is how I, I want to move forward as a musician. Like, what was it in like your past or your knowledge or your, or your upbringing that kind of led you to, to being the man you are? I'd say like for all of us, uh, it's not an isolated event. It is a series of events and a series of awakenings. There's lots of heroes journeys, uh, which you guys are aware of that we go on every day as a hero's journey. And then that, that hero's journey can be applied across phases of our life. And then uh, eventually perhaps our, our whole life. I remember reading a book called Miracles by Stuart Wilde. It was gifted to me by a friend when I said, I'm, I want to go and chase my dream of doing music in England. I'm going to go to London. I was born in Manchester. My parents are Australian, but I was born there. So I, I thought it would be easy for me to go back. And, uh, but I didn't have any money at the time and I didn't know how I was going to make it happen. I, I was writing lots of music and I was sort of finding my voice as a, as a songwriter in my late 20s. And... And uh, she said, oh, I think you might like this book. And I read this book and it was basically Stuart Wilde's philosophy. He's gone to the other side now, but he's one of my favourite authors on the, on the sort of spiritual um, evolution, metaphysical quantum uh, field, if you will. Uh, but basically it, it all boils down to uh, detachment from, from programming by what he, he refers to it as TikTok, 
the world of TikTok, which we might say the matrix now almost or something, you know, but the things that lock you in and to liberate yourself from, from needing to do it the way it's done. And also the, the, the need to limit yourself, which we are conditioned to believe in. So this is sort of, and it's a very short book, uh, but it, it really did my head in because I was so attached to certain ideas and ways of thinking that when this new liberating philosophy is presented in a very clear and easy to, well, you know, easy to read at least way, it challenges you. But there was a hope and there was, there was an energy in it that I thought I really related to. And so then I ended up reading most of his stuff. And of course I've read lots of other people uh, over the years. And um so I was open to learning and I was open to growing. And uh, <clears throat> I certainly, um, I tried things that uh, didn't seem to work out at the time. I got into drugs and I, um, I opened my mind in that way, but it's a sort of, um, it's sort of a shortcut that you pay other prices for, I believe, if, if, if you're not ready for it. You know, it's all about processing your, your shadow and, um, and going into take responsibility for, for yourself. Uh, and of course, there are things like um, inherited traumas, um, in ancestral traumas and things like that, that take a long time to become aware of. But uh, I, was, you know, I was searching for a long time. And I'm still searching, of course, but, uh, um, but, but I guess owning up to my, my values publicly is something that I eased into through music, uh, um, for writing songs, sort of almost not hiding it, but it was the place where I felt I could be myself the most. And, you know, because I was, I was an actor as well. And, and when you're an actor, well, you're acting, aren't you? you, you you're using other people's words. You're taking other people's direction. Um, Wayne Dyer used to talk about this. You know, you move from being an actor to a, a writer, to a director, to a producer of your life. And that's what we do now, you know. Um, so, but in the music for me was where I, I got to be myself or experiment with being more vulnerable about what I truly felt. The, the, the turning point most recently was when the government tried to force people to self-suffocate. They, they, with the media, came up with this idea that people should wear face masks. And I just, but I, none of that, that, none of that made any sense to me. Nor, nor did it seem wholesome and a wholesome idea or in any way empowering. It only seemed to be a, a step towards tyranny. I wouldn't have used that word back then, but you know, it's. Uh, it's a tyrannical thing to uh, impose this suffocation. Um, we can go into all the, you know, back and forth about, they said, you know, you don't need them and that, that, what these studies show and that. And I've gone down that and I've shared lots of studies and got deleted. That study got deleted because it said they don't do anything and they only make you have more carbon dioxide, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, maybe we should be careful you guys on YouTube. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but that was the thing. I, I was just like, I'm not standing for that. So I, so I didn't have any channels. I just had my music channel and I got on there and I said, hey, um, I don't think this is right. And I live in a small town and, I said, we need to stand up for the children. It's not just at that time it was up to 12 or, or maybe it was even 16, but I said, 16-year-olds are still growing. They need all the oxygen they can get. We need to stand up for them, you know, and uh, and, and, and that was the start of getting the, the other side of the, the other point of view hurled at you pretty hard and fast. And, and, and the start of really growing the muscle to stand in my own truth, despite that uh, those attacks and um, and yeah, 
Wow, man. I, I hear you completely, bro. And there's no doubt the, the last two years has been a hardcore workout in growing the discernment and the muscle necessary to, to, to stand deeper in, in truth. Um, and I love what you echo just creatively. That is the primary outlet, even before all this, for us to express our deeper truths, our deeper sentiments. Um, so like as musicians, we've kind of already been, for the most part, attuned to expressing ourselves and expressing our truth, you know, and then just these catalyzing events just, I guess, exacerbates it all to the next level um, in, a, in a kind of way. So can you explain for our audience from your perspective um, the, the real devastating effects that this has had on the music industry in, in, in particular? from your experience and from discussions with other musicians and just your knowledge? Sure. Well, the most obvious way is the gigs that have stopped. So as an independent musician uh, and with the state of digital share allocation, shall we say, live music is still the, the main income stream for lots of musicians. And I was doing gigs. Uh, we're in uh, New South Wales now and I was in Victoria up until the beginning of the year. And I was doing gigs last gig it was on February 15th or 16th it was a Valentine's Day gig it was a charity gig as well so I didn't get paid but um, <laughs> it was uh, at a pub in Hillsville and um, and I've been doing lots of gigs at wineries and things like that um, up until that point but that all stopped and so and I'm not the only one, of course. There are the bigger tours and, and lots of festivals that were called off. So it's a very cunning. Uh, planned it's very obvious to me that it's planned and when they decided to use the musicians to encourage other people to get um, injected it was very obvious that they'd, they'd starved out the, not just the musicians but the music fans as well we need to hear music it's uh, part of life it's there's we make music for a reason or, or for many reasons and some of those reasons are because it enlivens our soul and spirit and connects us and lets us re release certain uh, mental attachments that uh, don't serve us you know, frustrations being an obvious one or um, whatever, anger, perhaps, sorrow, all these things, these emotions and these attachments can be explored in a healthy way through music. Hey, thank God we got the blues, right? Um, that's what it's all about. So you take that away from not just the musicians, but the people as well. And there's, a, there's an unnatural state that you've put uh, most of humanity into. And there's this tension here and there's this tension and, and people will do anything to release that tension. And you you want me to do what you want me to into, okay all right, well I had a flu shot last year I never did but you know I'm speaking for someone I might as well get this one uh, if it means we can go back to music and you should get it too and this is where the energy comes from right and you should get it too because then we're going to get back right and this pointing the finger because someone is doing something they don't really want to do not from a holistic point because if you do if you're motivated from a true place you don't care what other people are doing I'm doing this this is right for me you're mm -hmm. not no worries, you know. I'm having a steak and I love a steak. And so you should have a steak too. You don't say that. If you're happy, I want your steak, you know. I'll have all the steaks, right? <laughs> I don't want everyone to have the steak. I don't want anyone to have the shots. I want to make sure there's lots of shots for me. So you shouldn't get it. I've I really believe in it. So I want them all. No, that's not the mental, that's not the 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 uh, the, uh, the the process that goes on, is it? So uh, so we have this um, uh, 
it's you know the psychologists will talk about the group dynamic and how some some of the group will will do what they're told some will never do what they're told and in the middle we'll sort of figure out what's the best thing going along to get along as jason christoph always says you know go along to get along so there's a lot of this going you know we are overrun with going along to get along at the moment and again as musicians we've empowered ourselves with a bit of that muscle that is uh no i'm going to do my own thing you know you know joel writes his songs i write my songs you know like we do our our thing and uh so we've got some empowerment already and that's what is was surprising to me that there wasn't that more musicians weren't in touch with that part of themselves or if they were that uh they hadn't got yet to a place where uh they were really connected with love and acceptance rather than um judgment and uh and force yeah yeah I love that you gave a little uh, shout out to, to Jason Kristoff. We had him on the show episode. I think it was 26 and, and he's someone I got a lot of respect for and what he's been doing in Canada and, and speaking out the truth against power for a long time. So it's good to, you know, yeah, he's, he's tireless, man. Jason is just yeah. what, what, what a workhorse he is and what a great uh, energy he's, he's bringing. I actually did his self-sabotage course to be a self-sabotage coach that uh, was one of the first things I did after uh, discovering him. And when we were in uh, lockdown, though, we didn't really follow the lockdown rules. We still went and visited my parents on the coast and did things. But um, that was a really useful thing. I did his course and, uh, and it was great. And uh, I actually signed up for his first course that was supposed to be in Canada. And it was March 25th, 2020. So it got canceled. I literally did it because I wanted to just go and connect and be in Canada and, and meet yeah. other people. It didn't work. So I still have it. I haven't really gone through it, but, uh, but I'm, I'm obviously a fan of the work and, yeah. you know, it's the field that I'm in as well and in various ways, but yeah, it's cool, man. I like the connection. It's great. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's so relevant, isn't it? Particularly just understanding the, the adult child and the psychology of the adult child, because what are we seeing now everywhere around us, right? People choosing safety, <laughs> safety over logic over common sense over everything else um as, as, as the primary motivator I and mean, this is what they're preying on yeah and it's not even and it's not even physical sorry you're, it's, it's not even physical safety child is it it's um it's a mental yeah. safety it's, it's a loser version of men if i don't do this i won't be attacked um mentally yeah. or you know they won't call me names or i won't be isolated from the herd or yeah. that yeah. sort of thing it's actually they're putting their safety their physical safety at risk yeah, you know, it reminds me of the story. There's a, our girls go to a bush kinder, and there was one assistant there, and she was. Uh, I went on this canoe trip with them, and I think someone had an orange peel or banana peel, and they threw it into the bush, and she was like, "Oh, you shouldn't do that because that's not um, indigenous fruit to the the region, so it's not. It's um, it's disrespectful to the ecology." Mm -hmm. I go, okay, um, and then about a week or two later, I found out that she'd had the the jab and i thought to myself and another mate said well she's not really respecting her ecology is she yeah, right. uh, the projection more concerned about how the rate of decomposition of an orange in a in a bush <laughs> than than who knows what going into the body forever you know it's a real disconnect yeah man and this this is the nature of self-sabotage absolutely at play you know and and this also comes from my perspective, it comes down to self-love as well, right? Because when, when we come from a place that's lacking self-love, then we're looking to stand up for any cause other than our own cause. We're looking to protect <laughs> everything and defend anyone except what matters most, right? Yeah. 
So it's, it's just these, and that's what they feed us. They feed us these pseudo virtues that we should go and, and, and stand up for anything to keep us denying what's really important and denying, you mean, who, who we are and recognizing that and connecting with that. Beautiful, beautiful, Joel. Yes, those pseudo virtues. I like that one, mate. That's good. Yeah, man. And um, let's, let, 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 let's revisit what you mentioned around, um, obviously, the, these mandates around concerts and, and, and whatnot um it's it is shocking to me as well how little of the creative community is actually willing to to stand up and make their voices be heard around these issues particularly artists and musicians who who claim to you know what i mean be yeah. be individuals and and be independent and you know I mean be and be, be themselves and they express themselves these ways but then all of a sudden in the, in, the, in the face of where, where you're forced to actually be an individual, you're going to crumble and you're going to capitulate. Like, why? Yeah, Wasn't it just recently that Rage Against the Machine, yeah. they, they uh, had a concert for the jabbed only? And it's like, are you serious? When you think about what they stood for and their lyrics and the musics, and you literally have people that signed up for this global human experiment so they can get their pretty little four by six card, at least here in the US, show up to this concert and then scream at the top of your lungs, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Like you can't see the irony in that. And that's the level of mind control and subconscious programming that we're dealing with. We are. And together with what you said, Joel, about the lack of self-love. So it's all there. You can see it. The lack of self-love and lots of artists, almost all you could say, come, come initially from a place of insecurity and a lack of self-love and they need to find something and music is often the way they find into that self-love or acceptance and sometimes they never really get it and I'm still in that process myself of really accepting and loving myself and and valuing uh valuing myself just as I am yeah um, but so what you've got if you've got all these psychological types let's not call them musicians for this conversation right now a psychological type which is an injured or someone who's has a trauma who is trying to escape from that trauma by art yep then you have a system of media and government that trains those people to um, apply for grants to present a certain image that will elevate them in the industry that present certain ideas they can they must adhere to these pseudo virtues that you said whatever the fuck they are this month you know um you know you can go on to the list you know climate um black lives whatever they want to come up with to plug into that self-hatred and project it on i'll help and save someone else so you have to show so you're molding them to have this to be little drones of what they need to present if they want to do what they do, which is make music. And nowhere in the world that I've experienced is that more intense than in Melbourne. That conditioning to um, groupthink, to be part of the of the Triple J, the um, you know Triple R, PBS, all that. Um, you know, I love community radio. It was an outlet for me um, when commercial radio wasn't. And um, but it 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 does it has all those 
conditioning and conditions on it. You must be a certain way. You know, if you're a certain genre, you've got to do it this way. And, and, and it's what music to me was liberating and opening up. And over the years, it's closed and closed and closed. And you've got to be more like this. And well, you're never going to get a grant if you if you say that. And you're never going to go on the project if you if you think that. You know, all that stuff. So they were all they were right for being told what to do by the government. And your bro, you've hit the nail on the head. Um, I'm getting a big energetic response to what you're sharing. I mean, particularly in in the in the initial phases of becoming a musician and being a creative and, and sharing music, the entire premise is approval, right? It's create approval. Someone, <laughs> someone, someone listen. Yeah, exactly. Someone tell me I'm good. Someone tell me yeah. Li, li. Um, and I mean, this is this is what they're clinging to absolutely more than anything else you know so it's really just that carrot dangling on the stick for everything that's going on now absolutely man um and yeah bro i hear what you i hear what you're saying as well completely around the triple j's i mean i had a really early awakening to all of this um uh, i was i felt like my career was taking off around 2015 2016 getting a lot of publicity um dropped my first album i got invited to do interviews on today fm and I get there and this guy just wants to talk about the most petty drama, current event stuff. It was just ridiculous. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about this shit, right? And they literally, they, they never aired the interview. Um, and that was, that, 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 was, that was my big awakening to the, to the mainstream music scene, you know? And that's when I was like, fuck that shit, man. I want to make music for me and, and, and do what I want to do and present it that way. But I had a big dark night of the soul from that as well, because now I'm like, oh, I don't have the, the approval of the industry, you know, the approval of you mean, mainstream society and pop culture and all the rest of it. Um, so I, I stopped making music for a while and, and I went on my own path until I realized that why, why what's the point of, of being creative if I'm not willing to express my deepest, my most core truths, you know? So, man, I started writing songs um, that were very controversial early on. Like I've been talking, I've been writing songs talking about 9-11, fluoride, moon landings, chemtrails since 2016, 2017. And you put this stuff out there in the beginning and everyone's like, back then, it's like, what the hell is this guy talking about? You know, but these songs now have half, an, Illusion has half a million plays on Spotify. So it's almost like the time catches up. And it, it's, and this is why it's so important just to listen to what you, when, when, you're, when, when you are in a creative mode, tune into what actually wants to be said. You know, like stop writing for someone else. Stop making music for approval. The, the reason we're here in the first place to be creative is to express ourselves in an individualistic way. And this is what really we need to get back to as musicians. Um, so yeah, that's my rant for a little bit. Beautiful job. No, not a rant at all. Really helpful sharing for everyone who's listening. It's so important. And what you touched on was by being true to yourself, now you've got a song with 500 million plays on Spotify, which is not a, which is not a platform which is going to be giving, doing you any favours, I don't think. No. You know, they're not going to be putting you on the... So if they were, if they were doing you the odd favour like they do for lots of people, you know, it might be millions and millions of, of plays. But what you know, what's oh, yeah, important never, is, that, 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 sorry, that never hit a major playlist. Never hit a major right. playlist on Spotify, those songs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what's so exciting. Fuck, man, I am serious. This is what we are on. I'm, I, I feel like a, a gift that I'm part of this Free the Nation music yeah. movement and this freedom music movement because it's so natural for a start, but also it's where all the cool, cool shit is happening. 
It really is. The music coming out, look at Jimmy Levy with his, you know, number one on the two on the hip hop and the rap charts yeah, or whatever, right? Yeah. And he, again, he's not on a big playlist, right? Um, and just this is a war his song he's singing about, right? So, um, and there's lots of people like uh, Five Times August, you know, his songs are getting lots of uh, Brad, getting lots of plays, uh, and he's really outspoken too. Um, but beautiful songs, you know, Jesus, What Happened to Us, and uh, and, and other ones, you know, I Won't Go Quietly, or whatever the exact song is. But, you know, we've got real passion and real love and real connectivity behind the musicians who are writing this material and speaking out. What the fuck can you write about on the other side? Yeah, yeah. Do what right. I tell you. Do what yeah. I tell you. Do what yeah. I tell you. I want to go to get, do a gig. You better get yeah. double jab. So what? A little graphene never hurt anyone. Huh. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like this whole duality of faith over fear. I feel like the group on one side that is, you know, saying yes to freedom and love and creativity and connection it's like the, the music that can come out of that is just coming from this deep faith in the intelligence of the body and the intelligence of the psyche, et cetera, et cetera. And like you said, like what's coming on the other side, like fear-based music, which is not going to really serve uh, humanity in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, 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 as, as well as that, they're trying to make music to continue to facilitate, to use the word again, this, this, this pseudo reality, which is just completely ignorance of the truth of what's going on like how can you even be in the position to still talk about other shit you know what i mean or or, or it, how, how is it still relevant on any level in the midst of what's actually going on right but this is just exemplifying the the individual ignoring the shadow is the collective ignoring the shadow so they're just maintaining and propping up this reality that is is useless and is, is meaningless in, in the face of everything that's going on at the moment and I guess that the challenge for us with a different perspective is to maintain compassion and humility too uh, with that different perspective. Um, you know, we, I'm getting a bit carried away perhaps because I'm passionate about it and, and my choices are obvious to me. And I must, I must also accept that the others the other side if you will hmm. their choices are obvious to them as well and hmm. that their choices fit their paradigm um their worldview and and that's why the, the, it's so important with free the nation music that it is simplified in its philosophy to music for all you know no discrimination no no exclusion. We're all going through different stuff. If some of that stuff happens to be um, jab-related, okay. There's other stuff we're all going through too. And the thing about me, what is really exciting is there's lots, every genre is covered in free the nation music. So you know, I, I've been listening to genres that I don't often listen to, and um, and loving it because because I've been able to find through this filter musicians that may have a different aesthetic um, but their their values are more in line with mine so that speaks to me and, and nourishes me and and, it, and that I can maybe play it for my children as well you know it's got some wholesomeness to it uh, that um, that is uh, is really 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 good well I think you can apply that also just in day-to-day -day living like in the last couple of years I found myself connecting with people on such a deep level that I, I maybe normally wouldn't have, you know, because we share these values around this, that maybe we didn't run in the same circles or like the same music or whatever the case may be. But there's this deep soul connection of like, man, we see the world in the same way. And, and that's, that's a beautiful thing. So 
uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool to see that from a musical standpoint, but even just in day-to-day life, it's, it's been amazing to witness. Like mm. I have such amazing friends I've met in the last two years that are like family to me now. I love it, man. I mean, even talking to Siaka a few episodes ago, right? In the in the acting world, there's also there's also what, what, what do you call it? Real Hollywood or something the, like the that? The new Hollywood, the new Hollywood, the new, Holly, the new Hollywood, word. man, being being birthed out of the same kind of premise that that your music platform is, you know, which is the the, the truth and non segregation and non discrimination because we're in the midst of all these actors and studio workers, etc., being forced off set for not wanting to comply, etc., etc., etc. So in the midst of chaos, there's always seeds. That, that are, that are planted and, and seeds that are that are watered and nurtured with 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 the right material um, without bypassing any steps, you know. So it's quite an exciting time for the creative industry and all of this as well, despite how 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 dim things may seem at times. Yeah, we're we're very lucky. There's this like this filter or a sieve that, that the world's going in, and and mm. you know all the chunky stuff that the, the and I guess that's a good way to think about it. The chunky energy that's not porous and flowing you know it gets stuck there and 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 separate something separates and goes something that's far finer um and um more delicate comes through and so we've got this sieve that we've got that is allowing us to meet and to you know different ages different continent whatever that's you know but so the thing that that the the arts industry used to present as doing as bringing us together with like minds and values you know you see a movie with certain values in it that love story or whatever hero hero story you know doing good for the for himself which affects the community in a positive way those sort of stories um we're actually getting to the the the, the real story the the reality of living that we're all really being the heroes now you know standing up you could have joel at that crossroads gone oh you want me to talk about that to sell my album okay i'll talk about that no worries and then you've made a choice and then you just keep going i've had those moments too i've had many times where i've been offered uh, a different path and for whatever reason i'm lucky that i didn't choose it maybe it's because early on in the early days i did you know when i was an actor i was on uh, neighbors um, and that's when I got into drugs, you know, because I was just trying to please everyone. I was just do whatever I had to to be the, the clown of the party, the metaphorical clown, you know, like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll go crazy. I'll do I'll do all that that no one would do in one night. Um, and then brain fried and, yeah. you know, and years of what's going on, walking through the wilderness, like, oh, I don't know where I am really, but I'll put on this this mask. And I'm fit and I work out and I'll be in Dolly magazine and I'll do blue steel look and, and I'll get fan letters and uh, I don't know, you know, like oh, it's all su- all this superficial stuff, but I went through it. So what uh, I was blessed with that. I, I, I got into it. Another thing um, I think it was Stuart Wilder who also said was, you know, whatever you're doing, do it. You know, if you're, if you're doing drugs, do the drugs, get into them. If you're doing alcohol, whatever. If you're doing sport, if you're doing sex, you know, promiscuity do it you know get into it because then you get you come out of it yeah have the experience have the experience live the experience embrace the experience own the experience you know and then you can then 
rather than, you know, what they say, what you resist persists. So don't resist it. I'm not saying, I'm not recommending all these things, by the way, right? <laughs> I'm not recommending. If they're not, if you don't, not call to them, then they're, they're great. You know, if you came to do yoga and just get better at um, your asanas, then fantastic. You know, you'll have a deep meditation and you don't need all this chunky stuff that some of us have come to experience, but that's it. I don't think my wife is going to like what you just said, but we'll continue. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm making a joke. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay. oh, and you're right. No, but I, I actually agree with you there, man. I, I do. Like, there's something about being full on and having the experience, even this idea of just our emotions, you know, like have the experience of the emotion as opposed to being like, like, no, everything's fine. Everything's great. I don't experience any emotion. I'm just on the top of the mountain meditating 24 seven. And it's like, no, get into it. Like, even when I think about with my wife, like we have a good relationship, but sometimes it's like, let's, you know, like if you're triggered, like, tell me how you feel, you know, like, tell me to go fuck myself. And I'm like, all right, fuck. And then we have it. And then we have enough self um, awareness to, to, to go back and, and process what was my role on that. And then we can talk about it and go to a next level of depth as opposed to like, let's just like walk on eggshells around everything. Like everything's fine. No, we need to feel that all the different parts of us. Yeah, and you're lucky that you've found a companion who you can do that with because that's vital. You know, we are we, we are mirrors to each other, and uh, sometimes we're going to mirror something that that might make us uncomfortable or, um, or or trigger us. And fuck, that's that's the gold. Go into it. You know, yeah. Who who cares if you, there's never hair out of place? Yeah, no, no I, I love it. My mirror is perfect. Hello, Mira. Let's have a nice day. Yes, you have a nice day. Did we have a nice day? We had a nice day. Let's do it again tomorrow. Are you having a nice morning? Yes, it's beautiful. Oh, that's good. See you tomorrow. Sounds, sounds pretty boring, doesn't it? What are you doing there? What are you fucking doing there? Oh, what do you mean? What am I doing? What are you doing? Well, let's get into it. Oh, there we go. There's life. <laughs> you speak my language, man. I love it. I love getting into it and just like feeling and having deep conversations and working through shit and taking responsibility when I'm a fucking dickhead. You know, I think it's good. I mean, it's just signposts of, of, of the authentic part, right? I mean, the, the, Nietzsche said that life is a struggle. Life is a struggle, right? I mean, we can't really ignore that. On, on the most fundamental level, it, it is struggle, but authenticity helps, meaning helps, purpose helps, you mean, connection with self helps. And, and this, this is just the, the experience that we're having, but we can never possibly ignore well, what's actually going on and like the, the discussion we're having ignoring our emotions ignoring the reality is just conducive of ignoring things that are happening on the collective level and this is just what we've been conditioned and primed to do for such a long yeah, time i read a, I read a really yeah. interesting sorry joel to cut you off no, you excited me about a point i read a really interesting post about what's just happened in that concert overseas where um some people unfortunately died and this guy um alex i think he, his name is on um on facebook he had a great insight into how they are using this the as to normalize death so, you know so to it, it, the the idea expressed in this post was that you know people are still enjoying the music as there's dead people people dying around them i haven't seen it a lot but i'm just going by what i what i've heard but i really related to what he was saying about this normalization of death because you know, it's very likely that we're going, we're already having, you know, young people dying, uh, athletes dying, people dying in situations that they wouldn't normally, you know, they're starting to promote this idea of um, heart, heart uh, issues are normal in teenagers. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're promoting this. So they're preparing, it seems to be some preparation for normalizing death 
all around us and that, you know, we, we should just ignore it. But of course, you know, it's not necessarily what we should be doing, pay some attention to it. Yeah, I mean, that was wild, if we want to go there, that whole yeah. Travis Scott, Astro World debacle. I mean, I've, I've not even I've properly looked at everything that really went down, but just from the outset, there's no doubt that this was very ritualistic, very satanic, very, very sacrificial and very intentional, um, simply simply from my perspective. Have you, have you, what are your thoughts on the whole thing you're asking us? I don't know how much you've seen about it. Well, honestly, I didn't really uh, get into it until I think it was yesterday or two days ago. I saw someone post something about like, they commented, he's, you know, wants to stop the concert for losing his shoe, but not for people dying or something. And I was like, wait, what, what happened? I didn't even know. But then last night I have a friend of mine who's an amazing musician who's staying with us. And we got into it. We had a conversation and we kind of talked about the similar things that you're saying, Joel, about like, just like the vibe. It's like this, these young kids and this music feels really intense. And, and then they're just like packing people in there where you can't even, like, you wouldn't be able to like reach your hand up, you know? So if you just fell, like if you fell, you'd have to get back literally immediately or you're, you're, you're trampled. Yeah. You know? So I didn't, I haven't gone too much into it. There's footage of the whole crowds. Yeah. There's footage of the whole crowd screaming, help me, help me, help us, help us, stop the music, stop the music. And this guy's just standing there smiling like this, almost like yeah. there was there was planning. And, and everyone with their cameras up. And then also, I think one woman actually, or one girl, I don't know how old she was, she was telling the people in the cameras, like, point the cameras here. And people were like yelling at her and like like making fun of her for like trying to stop the concert or to to bring attention to what was happening. So that's the that's pretty much all I have. I haven't gone down it and looked at more videos or, or read articles, but it's just, it's tragic. Oh, yeah. Interesting what you say, Yaris, about the um, picking on the person who's trying to bring attention to what's happening. You know, it's a microcosm of the macrocosm at the moment, isn't it? It, it, yeah. it? It's like what's happening in that people are dying um, that don't need to die. But again, that takes us on to something. And I, I went to a retreat weekend and um came up on on the retreat in discussion about this concept of, of death and and i think it was you know th this acceptance this acceptance that we can find that that is the story of those souls you know like there's this strange balance we need to find between speaking up and living our truth and creating positively creating a life in tune with our values and also accepting that everything is perfect already and that anything that happens mm -hmm. has happened and our judgment on it says more about us than the event. Yeah. So you know, I don't like, and you don't like tragedy. We don't like to see what we perceive as unnecessary suffering or death, but philosophically speaking, what the hell, what the hell is that? What the hell is unnecessary suffering or death? Yeah. And, and, you know, this is something we talk about often and I actually uh, speak about with a lot of people is again, it's, it feels like a, a human arrogance to be like, well, I know how that soul should have experience on this plane. You know, I don't know if we believe the soul is eternal. Like there are now could that, could that be a rationalization and a justification to not feel bad and feel human feelings? Maybe on some level, you have to find that balance within you as an individual, but there is, it's like, if I believe in like some soul contract, this person came here to, to have this experience and to go through that and see what happens on the other side or as they progress through eternity, you know, but I, I don't know, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing to, to contemplate, like you said, philosophically. Mm. We had to leave. Uh, okay, John. No, you go, man, please. We had to uh, 
We didn't have to. We chose to leave our girls with a babysitter so we could have this weekend, my wife and I, and we haven't done anything like that in years, maybe what probably a decade really, to have two nights away. And I was really um, emotional and worried. You know, I didn't want to leave the girls, particularly having been in Victoria and with the sort of stuff that's going on um, out there. You know, we, we've seen kids uh, masked up, you know, that don't need to be, but anyway this this oppressive energy that the that is that we perceive to be out there and we we want i want to protect my children from that and i want to nurture them and i want to be there for them all the time and i had to come to terms with if i truly trust the universe and and the god spirit whatever you refer to the intelligence and love of the universe that is me is that just words, Ben, or do you believe it? Because this is your chance to live it. Yeah. Your children are going to, they're going to, and they're going to thrive. We had a babysitter, they, you know, and it was just that detachment um, and, and trust that, that I could, and I could only find that extra level by being a father, by knowing what it means to love my children so much and want to protect them and, you know, I die for them. But I don't want to right yet. I want to live for them. Um, and But I had to have that detachment that, and trust okay this is this is this is this is good this is great yeah. they're going to have a good time you're going to have a good time everyone's going to be safe and we're going to come out by growing love and more and more faith and that's what happened yeah man um it's a it's a, it's a double-edged sword fatherhood sometimes there's no doubt about that i got two little ones myself um and i'm i'm, I'm i too am caught in that you know what i mean trying to, to 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 control and trying to um i guess um prevent them from seeing i guess you mean the the, the darker aspects of reality at, at this point in time and what i expose them to and at the same time recognizing that we are all on our individualistic journeys individualistic paths and there's there's going to come a time where i'm gonna have to trust their experience right and, and trust that whatever they, they they go through and whatever experience they have is is meant for them on some kind of unique karmic level because there's there's no doubt about it that just in in the work that I do and offer and in my own personal experience that everything in life is a synchronicity. This is a deeply magical realm and universe that that we live in. Everything is intelligent and everything is by design, you know. Um, and really, truly, truly applying that as a father um, is yeah. The, 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 there's a there's a, there's a crossroads that you meet yourself at sometimes um, in, in that regard, you know. Um, but what, what 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 can we do, man? <laughs> we can keep turning up, can't we? We can keep turning up for ourselves and for them, and connecting and sharing like this. You know, this this reminds me. It's like a men's circle today, um, yeah, and these are important, um, and they have been important throughout time because there's certain perspectives and experiences that believe it or not woke generation only men have and there are certain experiences and perspectives that only women have yeah. and that is what is beautiful and sacred about life and the union and when we come together there are perspectives and experiences that only the union can have so <laughs> it's recognizing the sacredness of everything yeah uh, and, uh, and, and that is challenging when we are presented with 
situations, ideas that don't we can't see the sacredness in. <laughs> Politics being one of those for me. <laughs> yeah, man, Ab- absolutely. I mean, I, I, I echo a sentiment that we brought up a few episodes ago with Dr. Cassie Huckabee, where it's really this conversation is never going to happen again. The three of us sitting here have, 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 having this talk, you know, and really developing and tuning into that kind of presence in all aspects of our lives that every experience is unique and, and monumental in, in, in its own right. Um, and how do, you, how do you bring that into your life? You know, um, it's, it's such a potent thing. Back to, um, I, I, want, I want to bring this in because I've got another alternative theory potentially to, to what went down at the whole Travis Scott Astro World thing because oh, yeah? we're seeing the rise of obviously transhumanism, of virtual realities, of the whole Facebook to Meta and the Metaverse Meta. transition. Um, and obviously over this time, we've seen popularity increase in virtual concerts, in Zoom concerts. Um, we're seeing ABBA doing a virtual concert, right? That they're performing in Australia as holograms. Um, in all their video clips, they're all holograms now. Um, so it's, for me, understanding the nature of false flags, I see the potentiality that this is just another step in the direction of potentially banning actual concerts and banning hu- hu- um, human interaction and the degradation of that to another level. Um, so I'm wondering your perspective on the, on the music industry in terms of concerts and what you see in terms of the whole virtual phenomena that we're currently experiencing. I would say you're very per- uh, perceptive in your perceptions about what's happening because I didn't want to do a Zoom when Zoom started because Zoom went to a billion dollars company or whatever it did, you know, at the start of the pandemic. So um, it seemed obvious to me that they were pushing us to use this new technology in this way to interact. And of course, when you're in the virtual world, it looks like you're together, but you're not really together. There's something different. You know, if we three were in the same room, it would be a different conversation. Um, And there would be different things we'd pick up on each other. Smells, Mm -hmm. uh, body movements, um, just all sorts of other uh, communication clues that we need and, and thrive on, right? Um, just the electricity that we would be connected if we, sh- when we shook hands or we hugged, you know, our hearts would meet. These these meetings need to take place. These um, this connection is vital for our humanity. Um, speaking from my personal experience, you know, I know the difference between between a phone call and a conversation in person. You know, it's not to say you can't make connection. You can, of course. But um, yes, that's obvious, you know, stopping concerts, you know, like I said before about how important music is for our spirit and our soul and our humanity, stop that, Um, keep people apart, you know, all the social distancing stuff, obviously training, you know, not not bound on any any health basis at all, it's just conditioning, here's your circle, Um, keep that far apart, we need to be able to identify you with our cameras um, and, you know, why would they go back from that? Why would they start to say, okay, come on, get back together now? Because it's, it's good for you. And we actually know that when your heart's, when you're on a bus with someone, you're actually having a communication with them, even if you don't say any words and you'll feel really good next to someone else and someone else won't make you feel good because there's all this other communication going on and you need to learn about that and that's going to make you a, a stronger, better person, you know. No, they're going to just keep pushing, pushing apart. And so, you know, that's the thing with Free the Nation music. It's like, okay, they're going down that route um of separation you know have you seen 
<laughs> seen those crazy cell, uh, cattle um, mm -hmm. cells or that they have people lining up and people go into it, you know, buy your own bell, ding, ling, ling, might as well put it on. Um, it's just crazy that, that you think you want to, but that shows because it's all mental. I need to be at that concert so I can tell people I went to that concert, not because I want to be at the concert, not because it feels good to lay on the grass and roll around with other people. You know, the ideas of why they're there are so different. So um, we just, we, we, it's gonna, it's going on and I don't want to pay it much mind, even though I, I can see that separation and that um, virtual concert, you know, lots of people doing virtual concerts. A local musician here, I saw he got, he couldn't do his festival gig. Uh, and then next thing he's doing a, a virtual concert. I thought, okay, well, that's good that you're doing something, but can you see what's happening? Can yeah. you, know, they've, they've taken that physical gig where you're walking up and you're bumping into fans and you're getting inspiration before, and your set changes because of all that interaction. You change your first song because someone said something and it's much more uh, powerful, but then you go back into this separated place. And so um, we're just going to do gigs. We're starting to organise our first festival. We've got, um, I was on a Zoom yesterday about doing one in Victoria as well. How are we going to do it so we can stay under the radar, but also and bring people together? That's our challenge, but we're up for it and we'll rise to it uh, because people need to come together. We've been doing these gigs just on the streets in Mullumbimby. We've done four um, and... You know, just seeing kids dance and uh, people smiling and laughing and, and all these, you know, just normal stuff, which is what happens when people are together. And you have conversations you wouldn't expect. You know, on our Zoom meeting, we know who's coming on. But, you know, down the street, you see some guy you, you haven't met before and another friend says, oh, this is so-and-so. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, uh, you know, they're doing that in the acting world too. Like even all last year, people were having acting classes on Zoom and doing plays on Zoom. And I'm like, what, what? I mean, I get it. You, you know, some people are just doing it in the moment because they want to still create, but like for that to be normal, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? And I say that as someone who, who was an actor for, for several years back in the days. And I, I can't imagine that. Imagine like, I mean, physical touch is so important. Like, what are you going to do a love story on Zoom? Like, it's just the weirdest transhuman thing contrast the contrast setting of your camera and the vignette you have set it just oh and the rate the, the video rate that you've set it, it moves my heart 60 frames per second <laughs> oh, um well you, it reminds me of one of our drama lessons when i went to drama college i went to drama college for about a year and a half before i got a job in a professional television show so i left um but was just holding, so put our hands out and we held each other's hands and we looked into each other's eyes. Now, if you if we did this, you're asking right. us if we did this, let's try, right? you and me. Okay. Look into my eyes, I'll look into the camera. Okay, look Fuck, I can't camera. see nothing, mate. I've got a dead camera. Well, yeah, I, I, if I look in the camera, I just see the camera. I have to look at you, but I'm not really looking at you because the camera's picking up my eyes, so it can't really see and look in the eyes. Absolutely. So oh. we've got this illusion that we're even looking into each other's eyes. Ben, I love you. I love you too. Definitely. I hope we can meet again and touch each other one day. We will. We will <laughs> because yeah. we are giving the energy to that manifestation. So it is, it is written. It, it has is. happened. I shall fly across the Atlantic and we shall meet and embrace. <laughs> <laughs> I see. We're doing our own little play here. Homoeroticism. <laughs> uh, it's, brother, it's, brother, it's brotherly love it's brotherly love it yeah, doesn't course, matter um but my point is you know that 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 exercise brought up 
emotion from these two strange strangers to each other, drama students. And I still remember it to this day, um, doing it, I think it was Tori um, who I did it with. And, and I'm a guy from the suburbs, you know, play basketball on Saturdays and get drunk, you know, because that's what you do to be popular. And uh, then you work out and because you don't realise what self-sabotage is for decades. And uh, But you do it, you're really good at it. Uh, and, you know, you come in and then you're just this gentle... This is a person, she was probably a wog to me, right? Skips versus wogs, right? This is the whole thing. And you've got boundaries are breaking down because you're touching someone's hand. Yeah. Yeah. We need touch. To be touched, I wrote that song um, many years ago. I think it's on my Styles Can See album, To Be Touched. That yeah. was the chorus. My, my, uh, my wife actually did her dissertation on the interrelational dynamics of touch. And it was called touched by touching because you, you know, as when you're in, it's the one sense when you are touching someone, you're being touched back, you know, and she goes into a much deeper level, but it's how important it is, you know, and, and they're trying to, uh, they're trying, they're trying to keep us away from, from doing that for so long. And it's like so imper imperative. We're social creatures. Like we need to feel one another and uh, hug and shake hands and laugh and breathe. Like it's, it's just actually so good for our immune system too, apparently. Yeah. Well, we're getting all these different neurochemicals and you know oxytocin and it's so huge for mental health i mean this is what we're we're dealing with when you know you read all these articles of all these like people that are teenagers that are committed suicide i mean there's so many factors that go into it but like that need for physical contact and i tell people i'm like listen you, like you need you have a dog like touch your dog at least like feel contact feel that energy because it's just gonna it's gonna bring you joy it's gonna bring you uh healing energy as well so when, I, when we were growing up, my brother and I used to beat the shit out of each other, is what we say in Australia. We used to beat the living shit out of each other, and so much so that it became a spectator sport for our friends. Um, when uh, we were even a bit old, when I first moved out of home, we put all these pillows around the, the room, and they all sat back and said, go for it. And we basically, I think he busted, my, my younger brother busted my rib. He was sitting on my chest, had his hands like this. Brash! You know, you get, you're a strong boy, too. Um, but, you know, even fighting and that sort of stuff, you're talking yeah. about the teenagers, you know, it's, it's natural, like, wrestling and expressing frustrating and, and pushing each other and pulling, you know, these are yeah. all natural things you have to go through to, to learn the limits of what is what you're comfortable with, what other people are comfortable with, you yeah. know, like, you now, get I up crave a rumble. I, I literally okay. crave, I crave a rumble. I crave rumbling <laughs> with someone. Just fucking well, well, there's, there's also within that, like, it is all natural, but at the same time, you know, boys conventionally we're not like it's not excuse me my wife's home so my dog is barking um we're not conditioned to be like it's okay to like hang out or you have your guy friend you're hugging each other you're holding you know in other cultures you know men are much more uh affectionate to one another so there is this idea that like because we're starving and craving touch a lot men find it through violence and through sex it's like because they need that medicine that medicine of touch so it's, uh, you know, if you don't get it in one way, you're going to try to get it in some other way. And then, you know, and you're touching on um, if you if you repress that natural need or you uh, remove it somehow, then it, 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 it gets concentrated and it seeks any sort of release. So therefore you have pornography, right, which is the which is something that just totally disempowers men and women for that matter. But. Um, it's an outlet because there's so much tension, you know, much like this, you know, the, the, 
the push for people to get jabbed so they can go back to work or do what they want because there's so much pressure put on them. I'll do anything, you know, and it's not it's not the natural, the wholesome, or the best thing for us. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you this question because looking back at the music industry, um, it's tough, and it was tough even before this for for, for independent artists, right? I mean, look at Spotify pay rates, Apple Music pay rates. It's it, it's it's slave trade kind of kind of shit, man. So, what is the pathway forward for an independent musician? What is the actual pathway forward if someone wants to make a career as a musician and actually get an equal energy exchange financially, from your perspective? Well, I don't know is the <laughs> honest answer, but I think I don't know, but I think it comes down to this honesty and this transparency that we're sort of sharing and um, embracing, there needs to be, until people value music, other people, music receivers, and I'm a music receiver, I'm a music fan first before I'm a musician probably, you know, I think we all were. Um, But we've been conditioned again and trained and for a reason I believe to not value music um 17 you don't even have to pay for spotify if you have the ads but you um so you can get music for free pretty much right so why would you buy an album uh, anymore you know some people still do and there's various reasons why you know um uh, memento and etc and physical whatever so we're gonna go through i feel like we're going through um part of this awakening is respect and how we show our respect and money and transactions uh how we exchange the energy as you said joel needs to be uh honored and uh and that comes i i don't know what comes first but perhaps that is by us as individuals saying i'll do this for that but i won't do it for that so i've had an experience recently where there was no gigs going on and i met a friend and um, she had a food truck and, and i offered to her i said hey look this is back in the lockdown up here and I said look you know would you ever be up for me coming over singing a few songs you know at your food truck and she goes yeah sure so I didn't ask her for any money because I had a need I wanted just to get out there and sing for some people Mm -hmm. and so I did that for free and then we went on a bit and then she asked me to come back and do that again uh, for free and I was like oh well um, no that's okay thank you but um, yeah you know so and uh, and we're doing these gigs for free on the street because we're not busking. We're just connecting with the musicians and giving us somewhere to go. But we're organising a festival which will be ticketed. Mm-hmm. And the point is we need to ticket that so we can pay the musicians and we can pay the gear. So it's it's an easy answer, really. You know, we, we, we value it and um, we allow others to value it. And those that don't value it aren't invited or i'm part of our world you know in terms of like making it in the music industry i think that idea and oh, I, yeah. I see that you know huh and yeah i i, I yeah. agree with the sense you know you know what i mean you can't go in and change the rules of that's how they do business and never before has it been so obvious right uh with the vaccination the thing that came out in australia with the whole music in what what gave birth to free the nation music was this the music establishments having a campaign using all the musicians to say You've got to be jabbed, you know, to get back. So is that one of the rules of the mainstream? Well, I don't want anything to do with that then. Mm-hmm. And so that's, 
you know, I'm a bit older. I've had time to process letting go of childhood dreams. Um, and I feel for the youngster, young, younger people, youngsters. Uh, there's a girl, um, Jessica Lorraine. I'm not sure how old she is. She, she'd be around her 20s. She might be 19. Um, she might be early 20s. But she has a beautiful song. She sounds, Joel, you'll know, Missy Higgins. She sounds just like, not just like, but in that sort of vein, uh, a great so singer-songwriter here, Erasmus, who's been very successful in Australia. Yeah, the, um, the, the, the special two is the theme song for Erasmus and I. Is it? The special <laughs> two? <laughs> I have to listen to it now. But, you know, this Jessica girl, she is so brave. She's on Free the Nation Music. She's got this amazing talent and she's just starting out in her career. But still, she's starting out. She hasn't got, she's at the crossroads, whether she knows it or not, yeah. in my view. And she's taken, again, in my view, the right path, um, yeah. the path of the soul and, and, and having that. So how will her career progress? Well, it will depend on how the whole world goes, I guess, and what, 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 what happens. But... Uh, I think. Do you think yeah. there is a pathway forward um, without the the major streaming platforms? Do you think? Yes. That, yeah. There has to be because yeah. um, for me there has to be because I got thrown off Bandcamp and it's only a matter of time before uh, probably the others. Um, I know that certain uh, people have been you know banned from Spotify. So depending on how powerful your message and how popular it becomes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I think the, so what we started, I started a thing called Freedom Music Club, right? Mm -hmm. And this is a way for people to value what we're doing at Free the Nation Music. It's $20 a month. And at the moment, what they're getting is lots of insights into gigs where they can go that aren't discriminated against, connection to musicians, um, but also a downloadable album uh, of these artists. Um, so, so I'm starting off... I'm marketing, I'm promoting the musicians who are on Free the Nation Music. So if they just give me an MP3, um, I put it together. We, we do a great, my brother's a graphic designer. We did a great virtual album cover. You know, we really create um, some uh, value to the offering. And um, so I'm serving the musicians by promoting them through this platform and getting, attracting music fans who value it enough to pay 20 bucks um to get this album so if we can grow that then yep. then enough then i can start to say well i'll pay you to for that song um you know and then you can it, it, it i can see it growing that way but we need to attract the people who are going to value it yeah um yep. not the people who, who are going to say i want it for free because you can get it for free you can probably find all those tracks that we we offer as the download somewhere most of them i think a couple were exclusive but you can search and you, you can get most of the things you want for free if you don't want to pay. But uh, that's not the that's not the reality that's going to, you know, you can go into a market and steal an apple, but just paying no respect to the people who have grown the apple and farmed it and are presenting it for you. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, you bring up a good point. Even when we think about our podcast here, we started off as a 100% free podcast. And then we kind of experimented with the Patreon model. Uh, like the first half of the episode is for uh, the public. The second half would be for our members. And then we decided a couple episodes ago to go back to 100% free podcast. Yeah, but the people that are, we still have Patreon for people that want to just be part of the community and to get early access released, but it's still 100% free podcast. And these people are giving us feedback. Like, well, we're just here to support you because we love the work you're doing. They're not like, now that it's not free, I'm going to leave the platform and you know, so it's like you have to find people who are just value what you're doing and yeah. what you stand for. And that's what they're putting that investment in. 
as opposed mm -hmm. to just like, well, I'm behind a paint wall. I feel special. Like most people, I don't think it's about that. I think it's where their heart goes and what they believe in. Want to know the, the secret source to all of this is that you have to value yourself first in whatever you do. It's absolutely true, Joel. And it's been a big lesson for me in my life. And I'm, I think I'm still learning it. I've been working very hard. If I put the work into Free the Nation music um, that I'd spent the hours over the last month into crypto, I probably have a, a lot more money than I have now. Um, and so that's the question, you know, I ask myself or um, too, is like, what are you doing? Are you trying to be a savior or are you just doing, you know, like, are you, are you sacrificing part of your life? That, that you, and and I, I'm, I'm not sure is, is the honest truth, but I'm not worried either because it feels right. And I just get up every day now and I've got that awareness, you know, and I'm, I'm learning to say no more and, you get a lot of demands, um, people, um, musicians, again, we talked about the nature of the, the, the damage, the, um, the, the need for approval and all that. And so that can express itself in, in neediness as well. And I need a different link and that's wrong and you spelled my name wrong and that's, and it's free service that I'm offering at the moment. So it's just balancing all that up. But, but, and that's part of the creative process too. And part of the growth, as you said, you know, what should we do with our blog? Should we pay? We need to value ourselves, but we've got to, uh, how do we do that? We're all negotiating a bit, but like I said, that transparency and that, and that um, I think that's really important because we all know sort of where we're at and what's going on. And, you know, um, so how do we grow it? Uh, we I think we it's change. Yeah, I think it's, um, we're in such a crucial time because it's all really at play, right? Babylon is falling in real time all around us and the grassroots in all these different arenas are just starting to sprout. But how, how they actually grow and how they actually form, it's all happening in real time now. And we're all part of this experiment as we speak, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, but at the same time, the ground has never been more fertile. It's never been more fertile for truth, for authenticity, for transparency, for real exchange, for real value, as long as you're courageous enough to, I guess, really follow your heart's calling and doing things the right way and willing to take the proper steps because the entire world around us up until this point has been proliferating, bypassing the, the necessary steps, getting to the top quicker, skipping the middle, um, you know, and that's kind of even as, as a musician for myself early on, what I experienced was like, oh, I just need someone to discover me, someone big time, someone big needs to see my song. Then all of a sudden, I'm going to skip all, all the middle parts and I'll be uplifted into this status where my career's made it. So as long as I just keep, you know what I mean, do, do, doing what I'm doing, eventually someone's going to notice. And I mean, this is, this is a crazy thinking looking back psychologically. Um, I, I realize now more than ever how important it is to do the work and to do something properly and to figure it out on your own and to take all the different diversions and go down the dark alleys and, and make all the mistakes because this is what makes you. And at the end of the day, what anyone is ever going to value is you. It's you. It's your experience, right? So, I mean, this is the mindset shift that's radically transforming for those willing to adventure on an authentic path at this time as well. 100%, 100%. We, uh, we really are gifted and it, it, it might seem, I don't know, uh, it might seem odd to some people to, to think that how beautiful the world is right now and how, how amazing and how in many ways it, there's never been more truth, there's never been more love expressed. In fact, and I can, as I say that, uh, that really resonates with me, the love 
um, you know, the love for you guys, you know, yeah. the love that we can express because we've seen what happens when we don't. We've seen what happens when the other is expressed too readily, um, the frustrations, the anger, the hostility. And we know the difference of the feeling when we are coming from a place of love and for ourselves. Um, and, and love for others who aren't yet there. You know, I, I need to look back and if I, if I met my... <laughs> I'm just thinking, if I met my 20-year-old self, oh, boy, that poor guy, I'd say, mate, <laughs> yeah. I'd say, mate, don't try so hard. Come on, calm down. Just stop. Just listen for a second. Just, no. Oh, you're not going to listen? Okay, fine. See you later. He would, I don't think he would listen. Or I'd pretend to listen. He'd pretend. Yeah, what do you got to say, old man? Yeah. Old man with a grey beard. You yeah. never made it. What's, what are you going to say to me? I want to say, mate, you will make it. You won't realise how you've made it. Um, and you'll be living in a beautiful house with a pool. You don't even own it, but you're five minutes to the beach. Um, it's warm all the time. You can make as much music as you want. You're talking to people across the world who share love and values like you. And But it's not going to work out how you think it's going to work out, mate. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it is. Man. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah. You're pulling my heartstrings here, Ben. Absolutely, man. Well, well, you know, we need to um, yeah. because there's the song. The song is there when we pull those strings. It is. It is, man. And I mean, this just it's so poignant for me in particular. Um, I mean, I shafted my entire career to the side for a long time there. I gave it up. I burgeoned my passions. I went and worked in the family business, the complete antipathy of creativity in a factory, making concrete, making panels, making bricks making blocks, you know, I was like, all right, I'll just, I'll just commit to this. I'll put it all to the side. Um, but you mean the, the universe doesn't let you get, get, get away with, with bypassing your dreams that easy, you know? So at the, the beginning of this year, um, that was a falling out that occurred with the family business. And literally I was not allowed to be there, right? It forced me out. So I sat there and I was like, what the hell am I going to do? You know, I've, 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 I've got a family feed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then I started, I started learning about tarot. I started learning about astrology. I started learning about divination. I started learning about numerology. I started learning about myself through these arts as well. And through these arts, I realized that I am a born creative. I am, I am born in, 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 um, with a deep sense of imagination and poetry and literary gifts. Literally, these, these are what these divination arts says about me. And I'm like, wow, I just have to own who I am. I just have to, I just have to be who I am. If I literally incarnated in this form with certain attributes to express who the hell am I to, to ignore that or to put that to the side and to say no to, you know what I mean, who, who I actually am. So, man, mm. I just went all in and, and I embodied these things. And now I offer these services to other people. I help them to know themselves, help them know who, who they were born to be. I met Erasmus, right? Complete synchronicity, complete chance. We started a podcast. I got invited to perform my biggest gig ever after I put music to the side. I also performed at um, Millions March to five, 6,000 people this July. And that was the most, the most energized. And that, that was my pinnacle moment as a musician. It's like, finally, I'm saying what I want to say as a musician to a crowd that wants to hear what I want to say as a musician, you know? And all these peak experiences are happening all because I decided to just own who I am and, and, and be who I am. Um, and this is just the journey for everyone. And what I implore everyone to do is like, just double down on who you really are, you know, and this is the time to do it more than ever. It's never been presented this way before. <clears throat> I would say that too, my experience has been to own myself. I, I was um, very um, uh, uh, 
fractioned off, if that's the right word, um, that this part of my life can't meet that part. Like um, I'm a musician, so my, you know, that's what I am. Um, people shouldn't know that I'm also an author, that I wrote two books uh, or that I ever acted before or um, that I do yoga or, or, or whatever. And so my, my website now has my how-to crypto book, Friends of Truth, Free the Nation music. You know, it's all there. I'm all those things. And I'm not going to be one neat little um, genre-specific uh, folk blues or just squeeze one of those out, just folk, just blues, just country, just whatever. You know, I do a bit of it all. And that's the thing with my music too, that's across so many genres. And I fought that. I was, I was trying to push... I was giving into that that pressure to to pigeonhole and be one thing and to love all of it. Now you know, and we need diverse income streams. So I don't know if my how to crypto book becomes the the thing that keeps me going, or free the yeah. nation if we can get the business model there right, or or what it is. But I'm just doing all those things and putting energy into them, and I'll, the universe will sort it out for me. I'll just keep doing. You know, you're actually a, I don't know if you know anything about human design, which is another system that's based on time of birth, place of birth, et cetera. But you're some, uh, you have a type called the manifesting generator and you're actually meant to have a lot of diverse range of interests and different things that you do. And if, if you get tired of something, then it's totally okay. Be like, oh, what's the next thing? I'm doing the next thing. I'm doing the next thing. It's actually part of your journey. So everything you're saying right now is totally in alignment for, for uh, in relationship to who you are and who you're designed to be again, based on this one system. So it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Wow. Manifesting generator. I like that. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. That's beautiful. And the, the, but there's this very specific strategy to living as a manifesting generator, which your Asamos and I also share. We're, we're pure generators, but we follow the same strategy. So the things that are really important for you in life, they're going to be born out of response to life. They're not going to be born out of initiation. So for example, free the nation music that was born out of response, right? You were given a, a, a clue, a cue, a hint from the universe, from your auric field, you're calling something in, then you're responding to it. And that's that's who we are as, as, as generators. We respond to life. So all the things um, that are really in alignment, really authentic and really meant for you are going to be in response to something. That's really that's really uh, helpful to, to hear um, because it makes complete sense to how it feels. I like the word response rather than reaction because I don't like to uh, think about being reactive at all. I like to come from a center, but that response is a different thing. There's a stimulus and then there's um, a creative uh, response to that. So yeah. that's really, it's really cool. Hmm. Cool. Ben, um, do you reckon you could give us the pleasure of, of sharing one of your incredible songs with us to close this one out? I'm sure, yeah, I can do that. Love it. I'm so excited. My old maiden. Ladies and gentlemen, Ben Mitchell, Free the Nation. <laughs> Here he goes. Where the love and freedom keep us. Our hearts, the missing pieces. The future is for our taking. Together we have come to free the nation. With love and freedom, free the nation. With love and freedom, we're the ones who won't be silenced. 
Our souls need perfect timing Now the world is awakening Together we have come to free the nation With love and freedom Free the nation With love and freedom From dust to dust, from dust till dawn We're all getting busy, getting busy born From me to you, from you to me We create the world we choose to see it's just zoom and i would rather have it be in person but man that really that really touched me so thank you for that gift thank you very much thank you for allowing me to sing it i just thought there's a funny there's a lyric in that song and i know i normally don't repeat lyrics and my wife said what's that is that you free the nation with love and freedom and it's very deliberate because you can only free with freedom it's the only way you can do it and so i felt it was worth repeating you know that's why that lyric is there anyway. Ben, such an incredible talent, incredible gift, an incredible soul, and such an honor to share this dialogue with you, man. And honestly, the work that you're doing and the position you found yourself in, in, in the midst of all this, to me, is probably one of the most important roles that, that you, you found yourself embodying at this point in time. Um, so I just want to say I deeply honor the journey and the path that you've walked to be where you are, to culminate into this moment of time as the Ben Mitchell on, on this Zoom call and to share this with, man. Thank you so, so much. And thank you so much. And thank you for being part of Free the Nation Music. Your music is so inspirational and I, and I am honoured to be part of anything that can continue getting that part of your creativity out to the world. And Eurasimus, I look forward to having a treatment with you very soon. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, such a pleasure <laughs> to meet you and to have this really beautiful uh, conversation. Um, it's, it's one of the gifts of doing this. Uh, so thank you, man. Absolutely. Guys, this is Ben Mitchell. His website is ben-mitchell.com. What's the Free the Nation website, man? Freethenationmusic.com. Freethenationmusic.com. We're going to put all his details in the show notes here. Stay in touch with him on Facebook and Instagram. Follow him wherever you can. He's doing incredible things. And he's compiling together a group of musicians from around the world that represent and stand, stand for the same morals and values that you do. And there is incredible talent popping up all over the place. 
as a result um, of, of, of this platform. So again, thanks for listening to our listeners. We really appreciate you guys and we'll see you next time. Take care. Smoke and mirrors, I'm seeing through the illusion. Waking up in a the time, they think you're in a delusion. Somebody set the alarms, cause they be too busy snoozing. I'm in a DeLorean.